Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. This week on the program, we're talking about the San Diego Comic-Con that wasn't. Because of COVID, of course, the Comic-Con is not happening. But we did get a, a ton of reveals, including a new Plasma Series figure from Hasbro uh, coming out uh, in September. We'll also be talking about LEGO uh, Heroes Unboxed. We have a little bit more information about that. And we'll be uh, you know, just discussing what's happening with Comic-Con. It, it's actually kind of ingenious what's going on. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the keymaster? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! I've mostly been upscaling old videos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been messing around. I've um, been running uh, right now, run DMC's Ghostbusters video through it. It's interesting because yeah. it upscaled it huge, like it fits up, uh, like twelve eighty or something. Yeah, it didn't. It basically it removed noise and blockiness, which is hmm. interestingly enough goes goes a long way. Interesting. If I, I'm kind of, like I said, this is part of the experiment now, because one of the things I might do is I might try rendering it back out to, uh, like, I'll try DVD, like 720, and see what it's like, because, again, it might be just the old Photoshop thing of, managed to upscale it to 1280, and, yeah, it's still kind of, it's, it's not, how do I put this? It did, it did fix some of the detail because it went it took the blockiness <laughs> they're selling it on it's using like AI like stuff and yeah. I looked into it it is just not in the super powerful way that I'm sure there's other like you know GitHub packages you could grab and yeah. if you're really a programmer you could dig into this is off the shelf stuff just for the average person the one I'm playing with now is designed for you know, are you a DVD collector and this shit's not on Blu-ray? Here, just take well, yeah, this gonna, and we'll, what's we'll the try to... What's source? Like, what are you pulling from here? Uh, so, best copy off YouTube, which is at 480. Hmm. Which is why I only got it up to 1280. Uh, which is probably to... sourced from, like, a, a 480 broadcast then, I'm guessing, that somebody recorded yeah, off of... Basically. You know, whatever, uh, MTV or something. But Exactly. So there's only so much you can do because, mm. I mean, it... But, like I said, it went up to 1280, and I'm kind of thinking that if once I squish it back down to 720, it's like, it's like, it's like cleaning up a large... You know, doing your 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 tweaks and fixes and cleanups on a large picture, but you only have to render it out yeah, half scale the size. It back down, and you're not seeing all of those imperfections <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and exactly. stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. So I think I think the, that it went in, and it's really amazing at taking out noise. The block stuff is pretty good, but the trick is, is that you realize that ugh, you don't really notice it unless the blockiness is really bad. And when mm -hmm. the blockiness is really bad, it can only do so much. So it's one of those things where it's like if you. You know, it's got some blockiness, and it fixes it. It's a little too subtle to appreciate right away, but the the taking the noise out, like the grain noise, not grain, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, there, the, the little pixel noise that um, <clears throat> really, really, really good at it. Hmm. Um, Interesting. And, and how, just, how long is it taking to render? Is it like an overnight kind of thing, or half an hour? Oh, that's not bad at all. It's not that big. Like yeah. I said, if, if it, I'm sure there's more powerful packages out there. And I'm sure, and I mean, it becomes a, a, a time sink thing, right? So uh, if, for example, you bought, got one of the, those off-the-shelf ones and were, you know, tinkered your own scaling and stuff like that, like just your own neural net stuff or whatever. They all say neural net, and again, I'm not even sure exactly how they're applying <laughs> it. 
It just but, sounds uh, Star Trek, you know, techno babbly. It does. Yeah. But uh, like, for example, one of the ones I tested, and it wasn't as good, which is interesting because it, as an app, you put the video in, and it kind of looked at it and went, uh, "Okay, I think I kind of see what's here." Goes back to the people who made the the the, the application, and then downloads a like what they call their, their their neural net profile. It's basically, it gets an idea of what the video is, roughly what the video is supposed to be, and then grabs the, the neural net learn package that, because they've been teaching it on their end, theoretically, right? Various stuff. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you start having these origami uh, unicorns showing up on your desk, and you're not entirely <laughs> sure where they're coming from. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, it's funny because that's one of the other tests I'm doing is playing around with some uh, some Blade Runner stuff. Ooh. That was the other thing. I can't. I haven't figured out how. To f- I ran shakiness on it. It was some cutscene stuff, and I ran it through this thing, and then also ran it through my video editor's um, color b- balance thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it all the cut stuff had a real ugly yellow to kind it of washed so out yellowy I, aged yeah. film yeah I, I tweaked i tweaked kind of a couple of things and between that and the the noise the denoising it's actually really kind of impressive mm. it, all this is happening on the same day that i read somebody um some guy again same thing he took a what i'm assuming is a like a a free to use github you know ai neural net package and it's trained for anime. Somebody basically built an upscaler that is specifically for taking old anime that collectors have ah, and upscaling it. And he threw in the old Fleischmann Superman. Oh, I to- I saw the headline for that, but I wasn't able to read more about it. So they they upscaled the the Fleischer series and yeah. So he ran it through the the package that was trained on animation basically right right ran the fleischman superman in he got he upscaled it to 4k and it's wow, wow. <laughs> it's really uh, impressive I mean, that, that that type of cleanup and that sort of like every time i watch uh you know because hazel's she's obsessed with sleeping beauty on disney plus so we'll watch sleeping beauty and i look at the detail and the definition and the color and everything in the animation it's like i I have no idea how they did this, save for going back to each individual animation cell and just basically reprinting the entire movie, which is probably what they ended up doing. Probably what they did. Well, it's Disney, right? Like uh, out of out of everybody that creates content out of there, Disney is the one that held on to bloody everything. Yeah, and, yeah, but still. but for everybody else, it's it's not there, right? Like there's only so much you can, or or it's a harder process, like um, getting Akira upscaled there uh several years back or whatever which also looks fantastic like akira looks looks unbelievable now but there's this middle ground now which is really amazing like i'm really tempted now to i want to um i'm not near any of my dvds but for example for the longest time the best copy of uh thing from another world um, which is for everybody listening out there is an amazing movie. If you're like, I don't like black and white movie, go watch it. It a, it's the thing that um, inspired John Carpenter to go make the thing. I was going to say it's the thing that inspired the thing. Yeah. Yes, it's the thing that inspired <laughs> the thing. Uh, it's really, it's really great. Um, and for years, all I had because it wasn't readily available was it looked like a VHS rip. Hmm. And it was really muddy. And then I finally managed to find a DVD copy. And, of course, night and day. I'm like, oh, it's yeah. awesome. Now I'm really kind of tempted to throw this, throw that movie through it and see just how much more it, you know what I mean? Just yeah. to kind of, even just kind of take that DVD blockiness out. Because, of course, it wasn't an expensive DVD. And let's be honest here, most DVDs were not mastered with a lot of care. So, you know, you got your, you got your 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 compression blocking and all that sort of thing but anyways this is the long roundabout way of saying i've been killing time when i have spare time to uh i took run dmc's i'm gonna do bobby brown's next yeah and then as a third because it is terrible it is it is on youtube at 280p oh man Uh, mick smiley's magic the original video (laughs) because 
that's it. Like other than Ghost, the original Ghostbusters, uh, Ray Parker Jr. Ghostbusters, which oh, and the Bus Boys. Yeah, I was gonna say the cleaning up the town, which didn't. But we got that on a. Didn't we get that on a disc? At yeah, some that point? that just just recently wasn't it on the steel book? Yeah, yeah. I might have yeah. to check, and I'll have to check it. But so I left that one aside. Ray Parker Jr. is well represented, but it's like the Bobby Brown and the Run DMC one. I'm like, all right, so let's. I, I want somebody Run this to through. like grab grab the real Ghostbusters episodes now, knowing that those were probably pulled in from VHS tapes and three quarter that. tapes, and like okay. run it through whoa. that that Fleischer whoa, scene. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa, young man, slow please, down! You're please. getting ahead of me on my on my plan because oh, okay. the other one, well, because the other one is, um, I mean, they're all over the place, but I think CTV or something up here has one of their their web streaming things they have uh extreme ghostbusters yeah it is very bright very crisp and very broadcast resolution which means you can kind of see the jaggy yeah it needs a little everything. bit of something yeah so i don't know about 140 real ghostbusters <laughs> yet but i may take a stab at 40-ish yeah, extreme ghostbusters yeah. and, and at least you're working from a better source <laughs> at that point in time too but uh, right yeah but so and then i'm trying some some little clean up things like i'm not 100 percent sure what i'll do about color i may try and yeah, you could always do a little, a little bit, bit of color timing yep yeah, i mean especially I'm with real a, Ghostbusters, or, i'm sorry extreme ghostbusters you could probably do one color pass that evenly uh yeah, well, you know what? To be honest, the cartoons I may I may not even bother with that. Maybe yeah. the real Ghostbusters, but the extreme Ghostbusters is very, very crisp in its colors. It's very nice in its colors. Yeah. I'm thinking more about these music videos because they they got again a little bit of that desaturated wash from you know the broadcast. You yeah. know what I mean? That thing. Yeah. Basically, they're 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 the 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 black is not that crisp i know, yeah, I know it's not a color your, timing your true thing, but. true black is not yeah it's like you got to crush those blacks down so that they like yeah but whatever is they're doing they're not not doing, that monochrome gray that tv always was exactly. or whatever it was well, and yeah. whatever's doing that to the blacks it's it's doing the same thing to the rest of the color as well right it's yeah. kind of doing this weird muting so i may tweak that and i'm currently in the process of trying to find i don't want to use too good of a copy of Ghostbusters 2, but I rather than just leave the clips they ran as is, even after the wash, I might as well go back to like <laughs> if I'm going to try to get this to a DVD quality, I'll just go find like I'll use the DVD pull in those clips of the movie, yeah, yeah, cut the clips, get the great clips out, put them into place. And like I said, so this I'm this sounds like I an mean, undertaking, I'm not going to lie to you, like this is a lot of restoration. And but this uh, is this is the stuff I like, I like to oh, do, yeah. I am pushing 50, and my days of doodling and painting all that well behind me. I did not put in the time to improve those, maybe when I retire, but but my art tweaking and fiddling and all that is all kind of digitally based now, so I kind of want to. And I'll try the Bobby Brown and see how that goes. And all it's really done is depress me to realize that they didn't put a lot of videos out for the first two movies. No. They no. really. I mean, but they that, kinda, that for most films there was usually only one music video because there was always one single. You know, Back to the Future had uh, Power of Love. That was the one and only video for the most part. Uh, 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 Goonies had uh, Good Enough. Or Good had, Enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Ghostbusters had Ray Parker Jr. Ghostbusters, and just because they – here's the other thing. This is a whole other podcast discussion, and I'm not even saying our podcast, but nobody yet has had a real good discussion about why in the middle to later part of the 80s rock and roll got real into uh, its early roots, like its 50s roots uh of which the bus boys are a good example right like going uh their 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 sound is very much kind of a throwback to early you know are you following me here i I always attributed that to dan Aykroyd. i figured the bus boys was a recommendation from him at some point absolutely probably was but like remember you know like what's his name doing the stray cat strut and robert plant started the honey drippers and everybody that was a big 
like rock star at the time did some song that threw back to the 50s oh yeah i mean look at uh, all the all the indie music now kind of sounds like new wave 80s uh, music to me it's sort of like that reflexive of 30 years ago yeah so we got ghostbusters and we got cleaning up the town admittedly two big hits mick smiley's is an outlier because his hit kind of stood alone it ended up on the album but he he had his own song. He had his own uh, video for it. It's not it's not a Ghostbusters video at all. No, no, and and in fact, he I think will punch you in the face with any uh, association with Ghostbusters based upon a couple of the interviews that I've read recently where he's like, it was a stupid song that I wrote in 1984, and that's all ever anybody wants to talk about. And he, well, he kind of sounds uh, like he's over it. Uh, uh, when <laughs> somebody doesn't like the, the the thirty years of checks trickling in, I'm not saying they're huge, but uh, let's just be honest here. Uh, yeah, that's that's come on, that's still got to cut a little bit of money every year. That that takes him and his wife out to dinner once a year, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, but and then yeah, the second movie, Bobby Brown, big hit. Like that was the single that wasn't you know wasn't yelling Ghostbusters and then run DMC had the one that was, you know, replacing Ray Parker Jr. And so those two came out and yeah, that's it. We, we got, we got five. Elton John didn't even do like one for love is a cannibal, which is weird because again, that is one that he actually wrote and recorded for one of his own albums. And it just ended up on Ghostbusters too, but it wasn't the, the single that they were taking off of that. So it never got a video. And bah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to Anyways. remember. Th- there was that Mick Smiley article, and I'm going to have to find it uh, after we finish this here because I do remember it was like he was he was bitter about it. Uh, I kind of want to turn the opening of that song into a ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a really good. It is. It's very melodic. Unobtrusive, unobtrusive yeah. little um, ringtone. We got to make that. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, but hey, that's so my, that's my roundabout way of saying. Uh, <laughs> I've been ignoring the world uh, as and looking to the past. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm just listening to this and I'm envious of the time you have on your hands because all my side projects have just been sitting because I haven't had time to do it. It's just, uh, it's, that's it. Well, I got podcast a podcast for another day. I got a seven-year-old and I got work, work to do. And if I don't carve out that small bit of time, take it from me, carve out some you time. <laughs> I mean, well, technically, your Wednesdays at I was 10 o'clock say, at night. This is my you time right now. This my you time <laughs> oh. is our time now down here. Bad. We're on our time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, hey, so so what we're gonna do? We have news uh, because we're we're recording this on what should be previewed night of San Diego Comic Con, which traditionally would have been like, oh my god, Chris, let's just wait until Saturday or Sunday to do this uh, podcast because there will just be so many things we need to talk about next week that we'll just wait. Precisely. We, we've done that four years in a row, and now this year. This year, you know, uh, 2020 can, uh, oh, I won't say it because we don't want to get the explicit tag, but uh, we do have news. We have some fun uh, Hasbro stuff we're going to talk about, um, and I do kind of want to get into the San Diego Comic-Con of it all in the year that uh, wasn't uh, because it's, it's kind of it's very um, it's very, very intriguing and it's very um, I'm, I'm kind of pleased with the way that they're, they're doing things but uh, it's, it's, hist- it's, it's historic all around it, it is it is uh, so here we'll, we'll go into the news and we'll, we'll talk San Diego Comic-Con right after the bumper here here we go hey guys Peter I have some news from the world of Gozer I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head multiplanar curly and emanation well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Turn your phone off while we're recording, Chris. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, San Diego Comic Con 2020 at home is occurring right now. And. Uh, yes. Very innovative, uh, very intuitive the way that they're doing all of these different panels. They're still having all of the uh, interviews and panels and discussions and, and things of that yes. nature that are being streamed. Wonderful. They um, partnered with IGN, which was very smart because they basically went, rather than trying to uh, jury rig their own system, yeah. they just sort of found the, you know the online channel that 
does this kind of stuff anyways, partnered with them, and uh, they're running it through them. That's uh, a smart choice, number one. Frankly, I wish it would have happened years ago at this point. You know, San Diego Comic-Con has always kind of been a little bit behind the Star Wars celebration. You could live stream most of the panels. You wouldn't get to see some of the footage, of course, but, you know, and then you'd get Mm. all of the interstitials from the show floor and, and that sort of thing. So... For those of us, I love Comic-Con. It's become such a, a big, unwieldy thing that it it makes my palms sweat just thinking about going down <laughs> to San Diego still sometimes. How many, how many have you been to? I have been to 15? Let's see. Oh, I my started God. In 2001 was my first. One, two, three, four. I think I had skipped four. Five and six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's yeah, it's somewhere around ten to fifteen. I can't. I've it, only only been to one. So uh, yeah, and mm. and of course, back in two thousand one, it was nowhere near what it is now, or at least no, last year. Not at all. Um, we we, we uh, just drove down and walked right in uh, the first year, and it was it was wonderful. But it's a little weird to think that I'm because I went two thousand and four. And I remember Brian Fear was mm-hmm. there with his uh, with his boys and the his ecto, and strangely enough, like it's weird to think that you <laughs> and another other couple other people, uh, you know, if we went digging, we were all there. Uh, we just, just didn't cross no. paths and didn't it a, a totally different, strange world uh, back then, uh, before the social media, before the internet, before whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, before kids. And before kids, yeah. Jobs. Um, but so responsibilities. I, I mean, I enjoy the, you know, tomorrow morning I'm going to be watching the Star Trek panel um, with from the comfort of my living room um, and not having to stand in line and not having to deal with crowds and not having to rent out a hotel room at $550 a night anymore. Uh, I mean, it, it, it is kind of wonderful the way that they're doing the content portion of Comic-Con. Now for the people that love the shopping and announcements and that kind of stuff, the exclusives, um, it's actually kind of, I, I prefer the way that they're doing things now too. uh, Funko, uh, has been gradually announcing all of their, what they're calling their San Diego comic-con exclusives. Um, uh-huh. and they went live, uh, today and they had their comic-con woes of broken lines and, uh, systems shutting down and queues that they couldn't deal with. And, um, but it was virtual. It was all done, uh, online and, um, hopefully yeah, a lot think, of people got what they wanted. It seems like a lot of people were leaving happy for the most part, but I think if nothing else, a lot of people must feel a bit better that this is, um, it, we're all on a level playing field. Cause in past years, the main thing was, uh, is it going to be available online? How soon in relation to San Diego is it going to be online or is it going to be a later, later thing? Do I need to find a buddy who's there to get it for me? And is there a limit? Do have to camp in front of a door for, and then sprint yeah. when is the door Is there a limited and, amount? And if you don't get it yeah. on there, we're never going to get it. Whereas now it's all online uh, and, and, and spaced out because uh, what we're going to dig into here, not coming out right away um yeah it's it's their announcement but uh, well and that's that's been kind of the beauty of it is you know the comic-con is usually four days of just a cacophony of noise man it's just it's so hard to make a dent anymore in the coverage of comic-con because it's just one thing after another and it's just you it's you have to spend a week and a half after the event catching up on things that you had no idea happened. Uh, you know, the, uh, the the DC Nation panel, who knows what happened in that because I wasn't able to go to it and there were 5,000 announcements, so I have to go and pour through all of them. And they've started kind of slowly parsing things out and making announcements um, like last week, a week and a half ago at this point. So it's it's been kind of nice having a steady stream of things particularly during a time of global pandemic and strife where it's kind of difficult to uh, put a lot of stock or attention into certain things. So it's kind of nice that on one day you get to see a little bit of something and on the next day a little bit of something and um, you're not having to just yeah. spend that much time uh, Well, well uh, in, all, the, all the groups that normally would fight for uh, attention over that four-day period now can just give themselves a little bit elbow room and 
Yeah. And it, and it's really opened up the playing field too, for each of these places to kind of do their own thing. Uh, again, going back to DC comics, they're going to have their own panel. Um, uh, and it's, it's not associated with comic-con at all. They're going to do their own thing in August. Great. Wonderful. It's something to look forward to on the calendar. <laughs> you can circle yeah. that date and come back to it later. Um, and, and the reason that I'm, I'm giving this long winded lead up to it is because Hasbro for the last four days, I want to say has been revealing things a little bit at a time. So yesterday, uh, as we record this, they released all of their Marvel stuff. There's a lot of really great X-Men, uh, Deadpool, um, really cool exclusives. Uh, and then be- right before that, they released, uh, images of like a top gun, uh, transformers crossover. And then the week before that they did their, uh, uh, back to the future transformers crossover. Um, Wait a second. so a I hadn't heard about the Top Gun Transformer crossover. Oh, it's, so it's, it's Maverick. It it's is some sort of car. It's, I'm uh, yeah, it's the F-16 plane uh, <laughs> that transforms into a robot. It's, obviously, it's it's Tom Cruise's motorcycle from the first uh, movie. Is yes, that what it is? Yes, it is Kelly okay, McGillis uh, that trans transforms <laughs> into a robot. Um, but uh, so, I mean, it's it's been kind of nice to to get to let these things breathe a little bit and and give them some attention and there's not quite that that scratching and clawing and everybody just literally screaming in your face for attention it's kind of the way that you feel when you're walking through the gas lamp quarter on a saturday night where there's uh, a a crowd barker over here trying to get you to go to this party there's somebody over here trying to hand you flyers there's a pedicab going by that's got a, a uh, a TV on it that's trying to show you a trailer. There's an installment of uh, Adult Swim stuff that's over there across the street that you re- really want to get to. It's just it's too much. It's just sensory overload. Where yeah. now I feel like we can kind of um, uh, absorb it. And um, even though <laughs> social media is sensory overload at the moment, um, it's kind of the embodiment of Comic Con. At least we kind of have this as as our little oasis, which is, has been nice. Um, I'm curious if. Um this is this is the ac- accidental circumstance that makes a lot of groups that normally would go to Comic-Con to promote stuff look at it and go, you know, because they're going to have metrics now of how things went yeah. without a Comic-Con. And I'm wondering how many of them will go, wait a minute, why are we going uh, to Comic-Con? I mean, to be completely honest, yeah, maybe this is the bubble that did need to burst uh, for Comic-Con because there are a lot of those niche uh, properties and projects that would always try to to make a dent over in, in San Diego and, and never would because they would be overshadowed by you know, the Marvel Studios panel or whatever happened to be going on at the exact same time. And now... Uh, yeah, maybe they now have these metrics in hand where, uh, you know, if you're a small indie publishing company and you uh, put some news out three weeks ago and it would have been your Comic-Con news and you're getting a lot more traction, you're you're now seeing that, you're noticing that. Um, it, it, it hopefully will reshape things a little bit. Maybe it will help streamline things. Maybe it'll make it a little more, um, yeah. uh, uh, you know, not... I don't want to compact it down, but we'll make it a little more focused and a little more uh, back to kind of what Comic-Con used to be, where it was only about comic books and artists and yeah. uh, sci-fi fantasy. Uh, and, you know, you weren't trying to torque. I, for whatever reason, torque is like my go-to uh, when I talk about Comic-Con. But <laughs> whose idea was it to market the movie Torque at Comic-Con in 2004? four or five or whatever I don't, it was like uh, it was 2004 because that's the year i went and i remember uh, uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I don't understand um, like for the love of god um, well it, it it's the it if people want to put a silver lining on it it means they're going to test a bunch of stuff and learn a bunch of new stuff and reorganize and move forward next year versus something like e3 which has never had uh a you know, a, a catastrophic force. They haven't had a, 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 a blue screen of death that they've had to deal with. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then get back to it. Rather, every year they've tried to adjust little things and it's still not worked out in previous, you know, the last few years. Big companies have said, we're not going to be there. And they're mostly, I mean, it took them years to kind of gather their info and make some best guesses and then roll the dice and see how the year goes. And it's still an ongoing process for things like E3, GDC a little bit. Um, 
But uh, yeah, uh, Comic Con's going to have to deal with it in one single year, and I I think it'll probably work out better for people who spend all this time going. It used to be about the comics, and now it's about toys and movies, and blah, and it's too much. This might be it. This is where it all shakes yeah, this down. Yeah, where and it kind of whittles down to something. Yeah, little, yeah it, it, it whittles itself down to a more specific brand, yeah. which which will help weed out things like Torque. <laughs> torque. Um, I'm sure Torque is a lovely movie if anybody's ever seen it. I'm sure somebody no. out there is like, ah, no, Torque. No, it's not. Anyways. Uh, but so so the reason Moving we bring this up right is along. yeah the the item of of note uh, is uh, Hasbro of course with their plasma series uh, now having um, uh, Ghostbusters uh, in their stable of of intellectual properties that they're able to uh, create action figures and and role playing. Uh, 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 Toys. Pop replicas, toys. Yeah, yes. I don't know what we want to define them as. Um, so obviously supporting Ghostbusters still, obviously kind of having to shift things because they thought that a movie was going to be released in July and, and is not. Uh, so all of the product that they thought would be on shelves, both for the July launch in, in summer and then for holiday season of this year, uh, they're probably having to kind of just push into next year. But they're still supporting things. And point in case is uh this this Lewis Tully uh, Vince Clortho two pack uh, that is coming in September from the the Plasma series uh, in the six inch um, scale. I have a feeling that maybe this would have been a Comic-Con exclusive, maybe something that would have been at the Hasbro booth should the Hasbro booth have existed. Um, But instead, I think they are rightfully so and and wisely um, waiting until September to release this, which is uh because they can get the word out because they can get the the fan interest drummed up they don't have to oh this thing that i didn't know existed uh today i now have to panic and try to purchase tomorrow or saturday or yeah um, or they're giving close the door at the office and hope your boss doesn't uh, want to talk to you yeah yeah um and also it oh sorry go ahead no i'll fight you for it um i think you're right uh because one of the things i want to quickly throw in was uh, I actually made a note. Uh, shout out to, <laughs> do we want to go by their Twitter handles or their, John. So John James on Twitter. Uh, I don't know where he got it from, but it's a photo of, he's uh, lead product designer on, A, a uh, clue that this is a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive is they gave it a title rather than a right you know a box with just lewis vince clortho they called it tully's terrible night that's that's a san diego comic-con move to make a two-pack and get a title yeah uh and he's showing off the box um because we've only seen the front and the back that's what they released yeah and and the plasma series those the the packaging the sides of the packaging those like spines are some of the highlights for me like the the artwork is fantastic He's holding the the box, the Tully's Terrible Night. It's got a sleeve over it, so it's got two different pieces of art. It's got uh. Lewis, the the who brought the dog, Lewis, with his bedroom door behind him, and then you pull the sleeve up, and it's flinching Lewis and the terror dog busting through the door. That is a Comic Con uh, exclusive move too. That's yeah, that's bells yeah. and whistles. You don't just put on any old. Um, even something as as high end as uh, you know the plasma series, so I think you're kind of right. I think this may have been intended as a as a uh, a Comic Con thing. We'll never know. We'll never know. True. And, and somebody, that's okay somebody because, will tell us sooner or later. But well, and and the best part now is that so with the September launch date, um, which also coincides with the the Spangler Neutrona wand, uh, which for for all we know is still supposed to ship on September 1st, uh, as it was originally planned to. So if you've got your pre-order in, we haven't heard anything otherwise that means that yeah. that's moving. And if, if they have this product launching in September, it's probably still a safe bet that that will stand. But now what they've done is kind of awesome because they've set up between now and September, they can announce other products and yeah. they may also still launch in September. So there may be a, a big launch date, you know, uh, beginning of September, end of September or something where we can be buying the, the, uh, the Tully figure, the, the Neutrona wand. Um, yeah. Uh, and who knows what else, uh, if, if they, 
I mean, well, Hasbro's any, big anything, enough. They should do another one of their Hasbro Pulse things, like they did uh, a couple months ago, and and start you know announcing stuff coming next year and whatever they yeah. want to do. Well, they've got anything that's that's not linked to the new movie. They might as well spend the year trickling it out to us, right? Like keeping us uh, keeping us engaged. Yeah. Um, or or and, Hasbro's well versed in look at uh, you know their Star Wars lineup where. I still recall vividly going to buy a battle droid and a stap for episode one, the Phantom Menace. I had no idea what a battle droid or a stap were, uh, <laughs> but that toy came out six months before the movie was, was out. Uh, and so they could do like a preview figure. They could do a Ghostbusters afterlife figure that releases in September or October. And, Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. and, and we'll still kind of keep the hype up. And, and of course it could be somebody that we already know. It could be, uh, Phoebe or Gruberson or, or you know one of the characters that we've seen in the uh, well, in the trailer. Uh, if you put yeah Phoebe and friend out with uh, you know ecto goggles and a proton pack as a man that'd be yeah that'd be awesome actually now that I think about it um, yeah it's well, let's put it this way we're guaranteed at least one that they haven't announced because who puts out a Lewis and a Vince Clortho and then uh, what there's another dog no. Not oh, at all. Well, and you somebody know? else pointed out, so the build a figure in the plasma series is Vince, right? So it's, it's, mm. uh, it, it is, if you are doing the build a figure and you're buying this two pack, you will end up with two Vince Clorthos, um, two Vince Clorthos. but, uh, somebody on our Twitter feed already said that they're going to start sculpting their own, uh, horns. And I was like, okay, <laughs> awesome. Well, You've got until September, uh, if not yeah, a little bit beyond exactly. September in order to do well, that. We'll, uh, we'll see where they take it. I, what I'm most impressed by with this set, uh, we can talk about price in a second. I yeah. have no, I, I don't collect action figures, uh, as, as been discussed. So I don't know if this is a good price or a bad price. Uh, actually, that's the other reason why this s- smells like it might've been a, a, a Comic-Con exclusive, is that price tag sounds like a, a much smaller run number price point? Uh, yeah, compared so, to well, the, well, the, let's, let's just quickly let's just I'll, I'll talk about what I really like about the thing in a second here. The there there the suggested retail price is fifty smackaroos. Yeah, yeah, forty nine uh, ninety nine. Which I mean, compared to the the regular plasma series, are going for you know nineteen ninety nine. Uh, so you're getting two yeah. figures, and Vince is kind of a figure and a half uh based upon the the scale of him so it makes it makes sense that it's like two and a half uh figures worth of of cost there but kind of but that's still a big i in my head that sounds like instead of making whatever 20 30 000 figs they made three to five thousand whatever and the 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 lower price point is just not quite yeah. there um and vince being vince uh and and lewis being kind of you know not one of the main four characters which you know sell yep. th- the best um so you know is is kind of one of those again uh not to demean rick moranis or lewis tully but is sort of one of those b characters that not everybody is purchasing yeah uh, it, it makes sense although the the response today, if you know all of the places that I've seen that have picked up on this uh, slash film and IGN and IO9 and like, there's a lot of people that proton are hyped charging. about this <coughs> and pro- proton what? charging, Sorry? of course. Hmm. Uh, but again, you know the the more common not uh, Ghostbusters podcast listening uh, audience oh, is fine. cued into this. They know you never let me win. Anyway, sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, here's the thing. What I like most about this two pack, and it, I don't know why, it goes with the name. I, it's not just here's Lewis and like the. Diamond Select Lewis came with much of the same stuff, more even like the pizza yeah. and the and the popcorn uh, 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 glass vessel thing. I don't know what's called, but anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, like the, that that's, the slice of pizza and the yeah yeah. <laughs> I think he only comes with the helmet, the 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 scanning helmet in this one. But here's the thing: never before have they presented it in a, a terms of. Lewis in that outfit represents uh, the the earlier part of the evening, the end of the evening before he turns into the, the dog. And if you slap a helmet on him, then he fits the, the middle of the evening. So they've kind of made it that this one figure and a helmet and the dog covers 
everything from the end of his party to uh, you know the end of the movie when he turns yeah. into Vince Clortho, and and he's even. Um, He's not placed, you know, in a neutral stance or whatever you want to call it, right? He's actually, again, another, it feels like a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive move that they've set the dog and him up. Like the dog is, terror dog is chasing him and he's running away from it, which is him. And the helmet's not on. The helmet is there, but he's not wearing it, which again, makes it feel a lot like, there's a bear in my apartment, there's a bear in my apartment, (laughs) running across the street. And the terror dog comes bounding after him, right? Like... It's, yeah. It was really impressive. It's it it was it was a presentation of the figure that sold a specific part of the movie, which I can't think. You know, short of Dana in her 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 Zool outfit, because that's very specific to that part of the movie. Yeah. You know, the guys in their gear that's all throughout the movie. You know, uh, Peck wanders around in a suit all the time. It's very strange that they they've uh, managed to put together a toy two set that evokes a specific chunk of movie. It's really, I love it. That's what yeah, I love and, it. And is, is built in a way, in a fashion too, that if you are the people that don't want to take it out of the box, you want to keep it uh, mint on card. Yeah. Um, it looks great. It's a display piece. Uh, like you say, he's, he's posed like he's running away and that aura analyzer is like dangling. Yeah. Like he just dropped it. Um, aura analyzer. What did you do? Write a book about this uh, stuff? Uh, maybe. Um, uh, um, yeah no it's um i don't know what more there is to say i i just where are we at we've got i feel like october november december january february march oh boy we're still eight months away got a long ways ways to go before the movie and i know that there's going to be a ton of products especially in this plasma series that are going to be related to to afterlife there have to be because this this is kind of the collector's uh, niche here that they've really determined like that six inch figure is what all of the, you know, uh, 28 to 45 year old, uh, demo are going to be picking up. And then we can also do the fright features for all the kids and stuff. Um, so uh, uh, the fact that they are continuing that plaza, I was kind of worried that it was going to end up being like the Maddie collector thing where it would be like, okay, here's the first wave of five or six. And then we're just going to do, you know, re, uh, reissues or retoolings of those five. So we would get like the Ghostbusters two uh, of the four guys uh, just with different suits. Yeah. And uh, no, no, they're, they're continuing the line. They're doing new sculpts and there are uh, more things coming, which is, is uh, always, always reassuring. You like to see a company that just picked up a brand, uh, keep working with it and, and putting out new, new stuff. So well, they're, they're the company picking up the license that can now look back at, Oh boy, a couple of different stabs at it now and learn from it, right? Like, I, I, what you're were the, right. yeah, what, how did, what worked and didn't work for Maddie? Uh, you know, what worked and didn't work for Diamond Select? And, and then mean, how can we approve upon it? And step one <laughs> is, like you say, like the fact that they're going to sell you a thing that you don't necessarily feel like you need to pull out of the box because it just displays yeah. so well in the box is is great as as all of these figures have you know uh so and and it's kind of funny because we're describing exactly what we talked about with ghostbusters afterlife now having seen what can be done what has been done why certain things didn't work um yeah you're right they kind of have the benefit of (laughs) kind of being the the third or the fourth person through the door now to be like don't shoot we're okay Uh, we have a plan um so <laughs> well maddie collector's biggest problem was they wanted to put out lots for us but unfortunately it just felt like getting the same stuff yeah over and over and over and diamond select was great but that was kind of a higher price point and uh but man that build a temple and build a firehouse worked out pretty yeah. sweet yeah i mean a lot of people did it just for those uh, dioramas so so um, I, like i said i'm i'm curious to see where they they go with all this yeah i just wish i was young again so like i could like my six inch ghostbusters could hang out with my you know other six inch figures and go on adventures like come on i yeah that's the all these uh, things that keep coming out NECA just released a whole bunch of back to the future figures that i'm like oh that's awesome uh, if i was <laughs> But a younger man. Um, well, so let's let's kind of run down some of the other stuff sure. that's been happening because of Comic Con, and we can always come back to Hasbro, especially when we know more uh, about things that that are coming down the line. But oh, we will, and we will, obviously. 
Uh, Lego Legacy Heroes Unboxed, which you and I kind of stumbled through a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And, and there was, it was kind of an announcement, kind of like a, what, what is that? You and I kind of had to dig and, um, yeah. and you were kind enough to school me on, uh, the mobile app itself and what it is, but, well, um, barely, I mean, I didn't barely, but it's, it's one of those, uh, you know, uh, pay, pay to get the cool stuff in the game kind of things. Uh, and, <laughs> and if you want your ghostbuster stuff, the good news is you do not have to pay for the Ecto one because it sounds like everybody who has the game will be getting, uh, that. exactly now um, i didn't get a chance to fire it up but i just prior to us uh, sitting down to talk went to the app store and they've already updated the app store uh art to reflect that the ghostbusters are coming yeah i mean it is it is imminent i think as we are recording this uh they're gonna lower the uh velvet rope and let people into all of the ghostbuster stuff um so yeah so maybe we can kind of put a pin in that and come back to it next week um, after we... Right. you get it. I'll get yeah. it. and we'll, we'll play uh, it. Now remember... We'll combine notes. Carve a little time out for yourself. <laughs> hey. I'll have to do it on the air next Wednesday. <laughs> we'll do the video game, the boring video game walkthrough equivalent of uh, building our Ectos. So just you, and I'll be like, press the button. What button? The, uh, what button? The, uh, get the arrow, the left arrow on the top of the screen. Yeah, do that. There we go. Uh, and, jump, and, jump. But, and, and, uh, appropriate to just kind of sidebar here. Uh, thank you to everybody who either commiserated or said, I told you so about the blue hoses, uh, on our last build <laughs> episode, um, including those who were like, you knuckleheads, why did you have such a tough time with that? Yes. But, um, um, so yeah, we'll, well, we'll combine notes and we'll come back to that next week. I, th- I think that's a good idea. Yeah. We'll come by. There's so much stuff we can get back into that. We'll, we'll, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Comic-Con kind of news, uh, and it's it's funny, but you, you might be experiencing deja vu because this has all happened before, but uh, Chris Rial is leaving uh, IDW Comics again. Yeah. Uh, if you recall, he stepped down a year and a half ago, a year ago. It doesn't yeah. seem like, it seems... It seems like forever ago, but it also doesn't seem like it was that long ago. But he stepped down and kind of came back uh, for whatever he's, reason. Yeah, he's been editor-in-chief for two, the last two and a half years. And I can't remember. He, like was, he, was, he left, and then he ended up coming back to take over the position. Yeah, it was like he was, president he was and EIC and president, I think, was, yeah, his title yeah. Uh, when he just stepped down again. Um and again, I don't believe that this is this is him kind of branching out to do his own thing. I don't think that this means anything. We shouldn't read into it in terms of IDW comics. No. Um, even though I know the comics industry is just being decimated right now because of the pandemic. Um, uh, yeah, but the the his move is, and, and he, they haven't announced any details. But he's he's pulling you know an image. He's pulling a top cow. He's he's. Uh, I don't know, Oni. I can't. Anyways, he's uh, yeah, he's own, peeling off to go. Yeah. This happens in in comics. It happens all the time. There's a breeder actor effect that you can look for in a lot of industries. NC, uh, so Boss Films. There's a good example. Industrial Light and Magic was a breeder reactor that trained up a bunch of people who then spilled off to make a bunch of other effects yeah. companies. Uh, in video games, quite often you say big companies like EA and all that. They train up a lot of people that then spill off to start up their own companies. And it's the same in comics. It's been going on forever that people come into the comic industry, they level up, learn the comic industry, and then because the main goal of the comics industry at the comic creators level is not about marketing and manufacturing and producing giant brands, which is what you know Warner Brothers and well Disney now wants to do with you know DC and Marvel. They want to make cool new comic-y stuff, which doesn't always yeah. get the room to breathe with the big guys. So, you know, uh, every once in a while somebody goes, we're starting Dark Horse and we want to see what we can make. And then, you know, you get a Hellboy out of it sort of thing. And that's yeah. what he wants to do. He's now, he's leveled up. I mean, once you get to editor-in-chief and president of, a, of you know, whatever they were, number four in number five in the, the comic companies, it's, you know. And man, the amount of of brands they handled and all that oh, sort of geez. thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and and picking up the slack he, for other brands and and publishers yeah. too. Yeah. So he's um, 
Oh yeah, especially like the 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 high end, the art series stuff, the Marvel art series stuff and, for Marvel yeah. and all that. Yeah. yeah. So they, he's basically like, great. I will now peel off, and um, I mean, crap, everything because IDW has its own um, a digital um, you know app channel for their comics too. So I mean, he's probably pretty well versed in that area as well so yeah. obviously you know smart guy he's got his ideas and he's gonna go out and foster new talent so i guess we'll see yeah. in the next five to ten years what the new hellboy is from from whatever the company uh, whatever that turns his, out to be. his new arm ends up being yeah and and yeah. meanwhile so idw has announced uh their the people that are taking over for chris um again as you uh, sort of spoke to earlier as, as people from within are being promoted so maybe chris came back to kind of groom them and get them ready a little bit too but Yep. Uh, Jerry Bennington is taking over as president. Judd Myers is taking over as publisher and Rebecca Kalin is taking over as general manager. Um, and they are all people who have previously worked with IDW. So it's, uh, it's, it's not like they're bringing in somebody from the outside nope. who's going to shake things up and be like, Ghostbusters, that thing is dusty and old. Get rid of that. Uh, it's all people who are well-versed in all of the IP and the properties and, and things that they've been working with. So yeah. I, I think it will only help the company and, and hopefully, uh, you know, add to the longevity of the publisher so that we can continue to get all of the awesome IDW, uh, things that we love. Uh, yeah. Down the let's line. be honest right now with the way things are in the comic industry, I think splitting the decision-making tree amongst multiple brains rather than, you know, heaping a bunch of it on one guy to try to, vision a company through do you know what i mean i think yeah. that i think that's kind of a, a good way to go for the next little while when it comes to the get smaller few, comic companies yeah get a few counterpoints and and uh and arguments in there to, to help uh, things grow so yeah, and and people whose brains are specific to different areas within the company rather than you know um like you know if somebody's going to be the general manager of the company they they will know the you know, the operational <laughs> yeah. structure of the company inside and out and, you know, may not have a lot to say about, you know, brand acquisition and stuff like that. But when it comes time to, you know, how should we structure the company, you know, internally and how much should we should be paying for all this stuff? Yeah. You know, I let have a few some, ideas is somebody yeah. who's, yeah, that's their, that's their role and let somebody else worry about the, the other stuff. So, um, yeah, totally. So good yeah. luck to Chris. If he's out there listening, uh, I still wish we'd bring not, back but. movie poop shoot, uh, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. I didn't realize that's where he got his start. So yeah, th that article, I was like, Oh yeah, I do remember Chris's name being prominent at the top of that. Uh, and then, and had a nice chuckle as to how many times I visited movie poop shoot in my life, uh, back in the day. But yes, well, again, speaking to how much experience he's leveled up and can take with him to starting a new company, IDW gave um, uh, Joe King. Joe King? No, that's not right. What's his last name? Stephen King's kid. Help. Brain. Late. Uh, Joe. Walk um, and Key, uh, right? Uh, yeah, about? but his but that, no. I was just trying to remember his name. Yeah, uh, um, but Lock and Key is yeah. uh, is the one they launched with him. It was big, uh, piloted, didn't work. Now it's come. You know, it's on Netflix, and that was part of the article that I was interesting to read. Joe that, Hill, Joe Hill, Joe Sorry. Hill. Thank you yeah. for Joe. I think it's like Joe King, and I'm like, what? No, yeah, that's, that's not dumb. Right. Yeah. Anyways, he um, um, because of his involvement on that, uh, um. I guess wherever if Lock and Key makes more books, he's still uh, editor in chief on it. It's oh, nice. however it's all structured. So again, there's a perfect example of fostering a new idea into comic form, building it up, and then you know getting it out onto a Netflix or a movie or on you know, Amazon sure. Prime or whatever. Umbrella Academy wasn't that an IDW one? Uh, it no. was. No, no, no. Umbrella Academy was not. You're right. It uh, uh, was. Uh, Anyway, sorry the guys. The point is, is now is the golden age <laughs> of. Uh, there was a weird time, like the when Men in Black got off the shelves in the wake of that, where, <laughs> as the reports went, production companies were sending the interns down to the comic shop to just grab any weird thing they saw and bring it back. That's how we ended up with cowboys and Indians or cowboys and aliens and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, now, now there seems to be a, an internal process where. Uh, companies will make a new product and then look to get it out there themselves and then, you know, partner it up and get it out into the world as opposed to, we just made the comic and then somebody shows up and says, suitcase of money and they go, all right.
right. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I never thought we could talk about this for 30 minutes, but apparently we could. Um, and we did. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so uh, I, I just wanted to end Best things luck, really quick here. Yeah. Um, and uh, Umbrella Academy was Dark Horse, by the way. Um, there we for go. For anybody that right. was out there shouting at us, yes, we're trying to have our interns look things up as fast as they possibly can. Um, we don't have interns. We don't have interns. No. And please don't uh, write so, us offering to be our interns because we haven't got that. We're, we can't. We're, we can't even uh, offer no. college credit at this point. <laughs> no clout. We have nothing. Uh but uh, so I, I wanted to end things uh, talking about the uh, Disney Junior Rocketeer show, which I know if you're out there Whee! listening, um, you might be going, what? Uh, and I, I promise there's a reason that we're bringing it up. Uh, it is a wonderful show, <clears throat> excuse me, that I will talk about uh, until I lose my voice, which is what I'm doing right now. Uh, but uh, it's 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 for kids. It is not for if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm going to watch this because it's going to get into all of the, you know, uh, World War Two uh, symbolism. No, 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 no. It's for kids. Uh, but they do parse uh, out some Easter eggs and, and winks and nods to the original Rocketeer, uh, which in the case of the most recent episode. Uh, they really hearken back to it because they mention Cliff Secord and they go and they get the GB and it's, it's a great episode. And the only reason that I'm talking about it on our Ghostbusters podcast, if not to have you go watch it, if you have kids, um, is because Annie Potts is one of the voices of the characters. Um, I mean, Annie is not a stranger to animation. You know, she's, she's uh, Bo Peep. Uh, she's, she's done tons of voices in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Scarlet and I'm, I'm blinking on her last name, but she plays the great, no, I'm sorry. The granddaughter of Cliff Secord. Uh, she's a, a daring pilot and Annie Potts uh, portrays her perfectly. And it was one of those where I was just watching it with my daughter and I was like, I think that's Annie Potts. Oh, that's beautiful. That's wonderful <laughs> casting. Like that is, that is spot on perfect uh, for the role. So, um, if you have kids, uh, I, I implore you to go check it out. If you're a fan of the Rocketeer, check it out as well. Uh, yeah. But uh, have you have you seen it? Uh, Thomas is a little too it. old for it, probably. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't know. Yeah, I'll I have mean, to it, check it out and see what he what he thinks. He of might it. he might still be into it. It, it is, strikes it's very me a Disney it, Junior e. Uh, but I guess. But at the same time, he's you know, it's not like Mickey's Clubhouse or anything like that, and he's certainly enjoying going back through Phineas and Ferb like this feels like more like mm. kind of the adventure equivalent of Phineas uh, and Ferb like yeah, it's yeah it's very adventure it's but the, it is like a morality tale like they it's do not kind the, of it's not the deepest stories no, or more no. but it's it's fun I'm sure he they kind of dig it it's um, fun. and and the animation is you know very it's very Disney Junior but they're doing some great yeah. background the background work is unbelievable the skies and the clouds and the planes and all the things that they're designing are, are, are outstanding so. I will absolutely try to check it out with them. Yeah. Um, it's very cool. Annie, uh, you know, being the, uh, the granddaughter, you said, of Cliff Secord. So that was in the Rocketeer. Yeah. That was, what, late 30s it was supposed to be set? Uh, uh, yeah, and so this is now kind of supposed to be present day, and, and the, the current Rocketeer little girl is the great-granddaughter of the Rocketeer is what they're, what they're saying. Right. So Annie Potts is her mom? Is her aunt. Is her yeah. aunt. I so see. It's, okay. it's, uh, yeah, it's Aunt Scarlet shows up in her awesome stunt plane. Uh, that's well, the that's, premise of the episode. That's, well, it's it's wonderfully unique that Annie gets to play, you know, the older generation of a storied um, uh, science hero uh, family. Um, I, I don't think. I don't think she'll ever get to do that ever again. Uh, if no, you know and I, I mean. know she. She, uh, if you follow her on social media, she's making masks. She calls herself uh, Mima. Uh, like she's I'm really embraced. Mostly sarcastically trying to think <laughs> that I still think that she's going to play the older generation of a, a fabled and storied science hero uh, family know, in an I upcoming know. movie at some point. <laughs> Just take my hand and walk with me, Troy. I was trying to gloss Down over Down by the river, I, Troy! I didn't, I didn't want to participate in the... What is the current uh, topic du jour? Is, is that Winston and uh, Janine have had a, a kid, and that's... Oh, uh, I missed that one. That's... I, I mean, it's... 
the, the movie needs to come out. People are. Oh God! The, the fan speculation is running a little too rampant at this so point. So in the meantime, we'll pretend we'll just take our minds off it, and I don't know. We'll focus on Bill and Ted Three because they're yes. about to announce some release stuff on that one. So uh, I'm hoping, hoping that you know, with the movie theaters still being what they are, hoping we get a digital release and then we can go see it in theaters afterwards or something. But um, not for Ghostbusters Afterlife. That I want to see in the theater first. Absolutely, uh, Bill and Ted. I can absolutely. Um, anyway, so check out The Rocketeer, uh, especially if you have kids, because it's awesome. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. And Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call in line is 4702 GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. What uh, what do you have in terms of final thoughts uh, for this week? Uh, if you're listening to this, this is your last chance. Last chance to, I don't know, send us a meme. And uh, what was the uh, the hashtag we were using? Uh, hashtag CrossRip fifth. fifth. Yeah, this is five T F. Yeah, we we haven't had like a a, a firm end date no. on this. We're just trying to you know get as many people to participate as humanly yeah. possible to get those mystery boxes. So um, so yeah, go to if, our Twitter. Go to Twitter. Um, we'll retweet some of the older ones so you know what the heck we're talking about and throw it our way. And uh, that 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 was that's just me making sure it gets out there because I think this is probably going to be it by the time this comes out. Yeah. I will be very close to wrapping up my. Um, current business and i can focus on getting well we can you and i can focus on picking some winners and i can get those packages finished and, and yeah. so um, this, is, this is your final warning if you're listening to this this is the last week uh and uh by the end of this week get those entries in because we're gonna pick pick the name out of the hat uh <laughs> at the end of the week yeah uh but um final thoughts um do, i'm trying to think we didn't talk last week I think it happened after we recorded um, the 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 massive Zoom charity. Oh my goodness! Drive. Yeah, it, it it happened. We you know we record on on Wednesdays, and there was a, a trivia charity uh, event that happened on Friday, and yeah, I, I, ben, I meant to mention uh, it, and it it became something even bigger than I thought it was going to become. Oh, it's and, huge! Uh, ben uh, to encapsulate, so Ben was trying to get a hold of me from Lu- the Louisiana Ghostbusters, uh, was trying to reach me and did not because we were recording. Uh, but uh. what he was doing was he had uh, a little group call with Yes Have Some and GB fans and maybe some others and all this and kind of ran them through it. It really came together ridiculously quick. It had no right to, to pull off the way it did, um, but, it, but it amazingly did. So very, like... 48 hours roughly let's say they went from hey we should to i don't know what it was like 16 different franchises picked oh, they their, had so many uh, fan groups their their champions they all and it, threw and it was louisiana 50 and circle city right pot. wasn't it the circle city group yes yeah circle city circle city uh ran it and ben and uh on behalf of louisiana uh kind of helped produce and drag it all together uh and yeah it started out as just uh let's all throw money into a pile and then kind of have a nerd off and then the winner gets to throw it at their charity uh and then they got um uh you know yes have some and a couple others can't remember who they threw some money in and then mid thing some other groups uh, like start to throw money in. In the end, it was like six thousand dollars. It was uh, wow. crazy. Uh, oh my goodness! It was the Windy City Ghostbusters. I'm so sorry. Windy. Windy City Ghostbusters. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. Um, yeah. So it's 
<laughs> uh, happy to, in short order, help get the word out. Would have loved to participate a little bit more, but um, A, I'm not at my home base. Uh, B, uh, it, it was it came together very quick. It was very short notice. And and C, <laughs> we were kind of like uh, they're kind of like you know sponsors, you know did X Y Z. And I'm like uh, just please remember I'm Canadian and any X I throw in will have to be <laughs> X times one point three nine right. Canadian dollars. Um, uh, but they did so they they raised over six thousand um, dollars. They did end up having uh, Ivan Reitman, Jason huge. Reitman, uh, Ernie Hudson, Ernie Hudson, um, uh, Eric Eric Reich uh, showed up in there. Uh, Robin Shelby showed up for yeah. uh, a question or two. It's um, still up too. If you go to so let's I'm assuming go to Windy City's Facebook page. Uh, go back about a week because it happened on the Friday. Yes, because yep. yes, yes, have some push their 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 <laughs> their uh, Craig's eBay their enabling. eBay uh, yeah. Not eBay hang. It's enabling. Let's just be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> They're enabling Craig. Uh, they push that to Saturday because they normally do it on Fridays. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it took. I think it's like three hours. It's a it's a chunk of watch, but yeah. Um, but and and for for different charities too. That was the best part. Yeah. Is everybody was competing for a different charity. It was kind of uh, who wants to be a millionaire style. So the winners were getting, uh, uh, yeah. you know, money for the charity of their choices. And I didn't I didn't find out exactly how it all shook out. But I know when I was talking to Ben, they were heading in the direction that because sponsors were coming on board, the pot was going to go to the winner, and then the sponsor stuff was going to be like runner up stuff. So it wasn't even just a winner takes all there was it was going to be spread out a little bit more um but i didn't find out exactly what the details were but anyways uh, the point is is that they had an idea they pulled it off in 48 hours including you know managed to bring in um notables in support of ghost core uh i i mean if they don't make it a an annual thing at this point yeah opportunity lost yeah, uh, I mean, give me forty-eight wish, days notice to sponsor next year was, rather than forty-eight I was hours. Say, I think, <laughs> and and even even now trying to kind of scramble and and, and get all the information uh, for it. Yeah, I wish wish we would have had a little bit more heads up. But um, but yeah, I mean, and, and, that, and that's not their fault. That's good, not our fault. They it literally came together. I'm not saying like they were pestering us for a week and then it kind of all scrambled at the end. Like it was, it really yeah. came together. Which Real is how fast. some of the best things happen, and that's that's of okay. Um, but uh, so yeah, so so to everybody out there that uh, contributed to it, and especially for the Windy City guys who put it together, and and Louisiana, and I know well Atlanta done. had a big uh, big uh, part in it too. So it, it's good to see all of the groups come together, and 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 especially right now where we all feel so isolated, it's uh, <laughs> awesome to see people come together for that kind of thing. So. Um, so t- that's my tip of the cap to everybody, and I think you can well still donate done. too. So go to the Windy City oh, Ghostbusters uh, Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah. So uh, again, if you're putting together something like that, uh, hit, hit us up. Let us know. However, we can uh, help you guys and boost the signal and uh, and anything. We're we're here. Uh, we got supply we the got snacks. Nowhere to Whatever. go. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but let us know. Um, but uh, yeah, all right. Well, uh, until next week, everybody, uh, stay safe. Uh, enjoy Comic Con. Uh, if you haven't uh, watched all of the panels, you can still watch them now. Comic Con uh, in your underwear, as I like to call it. Comic Con. I think that was the original title, and they decided uh, <laughs> nah, we'll just call it at home. It's yeah. Comic Con by night. Comic Con with a bowl of cereal. Uh, but <laughs> all right, everybody, we'll see you on the other side. Who you gonna call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so good.